Dirty carpets don't keep a schedule. You do. That's why the Home Depot has the Hoover Power Scrub Elite Pet Plus Carpet Cleaner for just $148, over $40 off. Its quick clean mode with heat force helps cut drying time to less than 45 minutes. If you have a schedule to keep, you don't want to sit around waiting on a wet carpet. The Hoover Power Scrub Elite, just $148, only at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. U.S. only, Wasp Buzz Last, C-Store for details, valid through July 11th. Blog Talk Radio. Talk Radio with M.L. Roostrak. I have another special guest from my publishing house, Wild Dreams Publishing, Sandra Hicks. Welcome to my show. Hi. Okay, we're going to talk about a couple of your books here, and we're going to try to do this without getting into fits of giggles, because we're already having problems with that. (laughs) Okay, so you have a series out that's the Cleo Cleo Gavin Adventures. It starts off in London Moon and then proceeds through Paris Moon and Family Moon. Did I get the order right? Uh, The Chloe and Gavin Adventures actually goes from Paris Moon to London Moon and I'm in the process of trying to finish Family Moon, yes. Okay. See, that's why I ask us. We, you have so many wonderful books here. I want to make sure I get them all in the right order. So, your <laughs> London Moon just came out not too long ago, and you're working on Family Moon. So, let's go ahead okay. and touch base with the story up until now to get the readers ready for Family Moon. Um, well, basically, uh, Mysterious Including Gavin Adventures. Uh, was a spin-off from uh, a trilogy I had written, which is actually being uh, edited in the covers of being redone, but it's called the Edge of Night Trilogy. Um, Chloe was uh, Chloe and Gavin were characters from that, that trilogy, and I liked them so much I gave them their own series. But they're, uh, Chloe is a young girl. She's about when she was turned, she was about 16 or 17. Uh, it was an interesting story. But then Gavin, uh, she's a vampire. Gavin is a werewolf. Uh, they are in love. And they have decided they want to go see the world. And they are finding out that the world is not so much accepting of their coupling. Because... The way that the species see it is, it kind of falls back, as some people have seen it as vampires stay with vampires and werewolves stay with werewolves, and they don't believe in that. 
So they're fighting against people's basic prejudices. Um, it's basically racism in vampires' worlds. <laughs> in a sense. Okay. And Paranormal they romance. They change everybody's way of thinking. So it's a paranormal thriller slash romance series. Okay. Well, I guess the paranormal. (laughs) Well, of course they have to get in trouble. Poisoning. If your characters don't get in trouble, then you don't have a story. So of course there has to be trouble. There has to be drama, and you have to have the element of love in there somewhere. Of course. It's just natural human behavior in the paranormal world. What can I say? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so we're getting ready. With all the stories, all the stories that are out there, the paranormal world has different rules for different people when it comes to vampires. So I actually twist uh, the vampire rules a bit, and I do things slightly different uh, the way people have never done it before. Really? Can you tell us about that? Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people have, you know, poisoned vampires and everything, and the way that I cure cure my vampire has never been done. It's (laughs) in a place no one has dared to take a vampire, and it's a godly place. It's in... I can't think of the name right at this second, but it's it's close to, not too far from Paris. And okay. that leads to some traits being returned to a vampire, where it makes, in the second book, she is uh, kidnapped, so to speak, uh, and she finds out that she is with child. And that explains because the cover the for... That, yeah, that explains the cover to London Moon. Um, because, uh, <laughs> well, we all know what happens when you play too much. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We've all been there, I think. Play. <laughs> of course. What? You can't have a baby with... if. You have some play in there somewhere. Yeah. But. Yeah, your books take on a life of their own. Oh, well, of course, they have to be able to be babies. A hybrid. Yeah. And they, they make friends with the most unlikeliest of allies in London. They make friends in Paris. And in London, they make friends again. What started out as Gavin Payne, a local werewolf, planned to help him, turned out to be a great ally for them. And it'll come, the people in Paris and in London are going to be teaming up in the third book because it's going to get even crazier. Because we're going to get to know some of the characters uh, that have been playing a more lower role in the book, books that have been out, you know, they're there, but, you know, they don't have real huge part in the stories. 
So they're going to be paying a, a larger part. We're going to get to know them a little more about their backstory. And there's going to be a major war. And we get to know the baby that was born. Uh, Gavin and Chloe's baby. Well, that's going to be interesting. Uh, yeah, we get to know what's, what she's going to be like for the moment. And as the series goes on, we'll see how she develops and changes. Because I'm not just going to... I'm going to tell you all now, I'm not just going to go, boom, she's grown up. I'm not going to do that. But she is going to be special for some reason. And... I'm actually looking forward to writing it. Her name's Shiloh. Ah. And so we have the baby's any, name out there. Yeah, I, I'll I'll put that out there, but there's a reason for that. Um, if there's any fans of the originals, which is a TV show. Um, You'll see us charge. Uh, I think was, huh? Guilty as charged. If there was an episode recently outside the house where um, Klaus's daughter was raised, there's a name on the mailbox. Did you catch it? Uh huh. I see where you're going what with this. What did it say? Oh. What did the name on the box say? Shiloh something, I believe. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> now you know how my yeah, little girl got her name. You're sneaky, putting stuff like this. Yeah, but the thing is, nobody could understand where. Even the people who knew about the book, they they didn't know where the name came from. Ah. And I kept hinting. And hinting and so hinting. That, that, and- and, now, I and still, see... even after that episode, nobody knew. <laughs> of course. You have to have a keen eye to get little subtle hints like that, especially when you're looking. Some of these hints, you have to know the author to understand where they're coming from to get the hints, to know where to look to get your answers. Exactly. And that's that's a good trait in a writer is to make sure that there are very subtle hints. I'm if going to be obvious, doing this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When I get ready for my fourth book in my series, there will be a contest going on, and you have to know me as both an author, but also know my reading and preferences and TV preferences to get the answers for the contest, so it should be fun what they come up with. So. Oh, yeah. Now, I'm looking at London Moon, and you only have this in Kindle. Is this also in paperback somewhere? It will be in the future. My publisher is working on finalizing that. Uh, once we get it all taken care of, it will be Paris Moon and London Moon will be available in paperback. Well, then you're going to have to let me know. Okay, you're going to have to keep (laughs) me posted on that because... Definitely. 
I'm old school. I still like the smell of paper. <laughs> oh, me too. Definitely. It's like the new car to me. <laughs> yeah, I, I is, can't. Uh, there's another book that's been uh, written, which is, I've had several questions about Chloe Rice. Where is she from? How did she become a vampire? People who haven't read the trilogy, which is, I believe, been pulled from Amazon because I wanted to redo it. Uh, so I'm writing Chloe Rice's, uh, her standalone backstory. So okay. that, I don't know which is going to come out first, Family Moon or Chloe Rice's story. It depends on which gets done first. But we are working on that too. Well, we will keep your eyes open for everything in paperback. And, of course, oh, yeah. ebook for the, those who like those. But you also have another series that's coming out called Dreams Crushed. Uh, that's is, the name of the, that's the first uh, book in the series, Vampire Dreams and Reality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the first, oh, wow. That is about a young lady, uh, I believe her name's Alicia, uh, I named her after a friend of mine who's also an author. Um, but the young lady, she has a hard life. Her father's a drunk. Her mother's gone. Uh, she's bullied constantly. Uh, her her mother was murdered. Uh, okay. And she th- she saw what happened, and she swears up and down it was a vampire. And everybody tells her she's crazy. Well, she has been looking for vampires every since. And so she... You still there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm Uh, listening. uh, And she has... What she does is she goes out into the world... And when she finally finds the vampire who basically killed her mother, uh, she asks him, will you change me? So she's tired of being weak. Oh. And he agrees. But something extraordinary happens that puts her in a place where She's not human, but she's not vampire. She's stuck in transition. Okay. Vampires don't want her blood, but at the same time, she can't die, but she can't... Blood tastes horrible, food tastes horrible, but she has to eat it to live, and she's got to figure out if there's a way to finish transitioning and and live what she wanted or end herself. And due to it being a series, you know, we have to figure is she is she going to be the main character for the rest of the series or, you know, I I don't want to give too much away, but it's right. basically Dreams Crushed is basically what's going on for the first part of the story is she she got her dreams crushed by being in the situation. 
Yeah, being in, stuck in transition, not knowing which way to go. That that yeah, sums up your book. And no vampire is going to want her blood because technically it's equivalent to dead man's blood. It's it's horrible. I can see that, and that, I mean, there's a lot of. I mean, but man, <laughs> they would wish it were. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> But it's something I was working on for a while, so. I'm actually really excited about it, so. Now, I see a lot of vampire stories, I and I also know you do a lot of ro- romance as well, so. Uh, yeah, that's my other opinion. Yeah. <laughs> I have, have naughty time. and Let's... I have nice. <laughs> no, you have naughty and you have paranormal. <laughs> I wouldn't call I wouldn't call vampires nice. <laughs> well, but that's they can be, I guess, in a roundabout way. What other what Bram Stoker did with Dracula? I'd say my vampires are pretty decent. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Very true. Mine are pretty behaved. <laughs> At least for the moment. <laughs> yeah, for the moment, you know. Next minute you think you know they could be ripping your throat out. to the readers 
and I just want them to know that I am working and I am going to get you the books and, you know. Right. Some of it is getting, half the battle is getting the book wrote. The other half the battle is once it's in the publisher's hand, getting it into the printed form or into the e-book form or whatever format you're going for. They don't, I don't mm-hmm. think the normal reader understands how hard it is for a publisher on the publishing end to just get it formatted to be printed. That's another whole aspect that we as readers don't get to see. But as authors, yeah. we get to work with the publisher to understand that. And the best part about being indie publishers and authors is, like you said, we get to work together. And with traditional publishing, you don't get to work that closely. But with indie publishing, you really do get to work together and with every part of the book. And we see everything. And if there's something wrong, you actually get to fix it at whatever stage it's at. And you're actually able to talk to people, and you're friends with these people, and you know who's touching your book, who's editing your book, who's formatting your book, who's who's publishing, who's, uh, you know, who's ever doing whatever stage of the book that it's at, and indie publishing is, is the most amazing, it's the most amazing experience that a writer can have. Um, because it teaches you so much about everybody involved with publishing that if I if I had been a traditional published author, I would have never have known what truly goes into a book because you actually don't get to see that. Yeah, and that's one thing. Yeah, you with the I have nothing against traditional publishing. That's great for mainstream books and everything, getting it out to readers. But at the same time, the authors don't have that connection with their publisher, their formatter, their translator, their cover designer, their whatever. You're just a paycheck. I really think with traditional publishing, that's all with that. And it's not really disrespectful to them and everything. I understand that's how they do their job. They have contracts and everything like that. Well, so does Indy. We have our contracts and everything, but we don't have to get dressed and run downtown to talk to somebody about our contract and sign them. We can actually sit on the computer. We can FaceTime. We can uh, video call. We can talk to them and go over whatever our issues are. But yeah. If we go to an office at a traditional publisher, I feel I just I feel like a number. If I if I was to go that route, I don't feel like unless I'm Harry. a truly bestseller, I don't feel like I would be truly appreciated. No, it's just either you're a traditional published author and you're a paycheck for the publisher, basically. Or you're an indie mm-hmm. author and you have a family. It's not just, and you know, not exactly. only you're publishing and who's touching your books, but you make connections with the other authors within the publishing house. Mm-hmm. And we're one 
Well, I see this with Wild Dreams. I don't know, I'm, and I'm sure this is how it is with other publishers, other small publishing companies, but we're all one family. We feed off each other. We get ideas. We talk shop. We talk family. We talk whatever, and we're all here connected 24-7. Exactly. And we all, you know, sometimes we tease each other, sometimes we joke, and, you know, it, it is exactly like a family, you know, just like brothers and sisters, and we all tease each other. If somebody's having a bad day, like I was earlier, you know, you were t- trying to cheer me up and everything, you know, it, it's nice to have that. You know, it's kind of, you know, because I didn't know, last year, I'm just a year into this community. I mean, I published in 2003 a poetry book, and I'm a year into just coming into the social media of the Indic community, and I have never felt so welcomed in just a year, and I have learned so much that I'm actually turning around mentoring and helping other authors come into the community and helping them with the information I've learned. And just with the, you know, the writing I do and everything, I, I truly, I, I love this community. And it's just, I wish that I could help everyone understand and just grasp the knowledge that we have and just work together and, you know, and, and cut down on the problems that everybody has been experiencing out there. See, it's really not. Nice I, I don't mean a monologue or anything, but you know. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really nice as a family to get together. But we all have our bad days. We all have our good days. We all have our niches, the things we're good at, things that we need help mm-hmm. with. And with Wild Dreams, I'm seeing this more and more, we help each other with our own strengths bring up each other's weaknesses or recover each other's weaknesses with each other's strengths. And it's it's Mm -hmm. wonderful to be there. And then we have a lot of anthologies coming up to benefit other authors, other niche things yeah. within the indie world yeah, as well. Um, I, I have my own uh, anthology thing, but I'm doing an anthology with, many anthologies is doing one with Wild Dreams authors for anti-bullying paranormal club, summer anthology uh, with Wild Dreams authors, and it's going to be published through Wild Dreams. It's yeah, I'm be, actually uh, one I don't know how many authors we have on on that one, but that one's a really cool one that came about when an author friend of the publishing house was being bullied. This is how just this conversation mm-hmm. started. We yeah, took it did. something tragic that should never, ever, ever, ever happen, and we said, "Okay, mm-hmm. we're going to do something to speak out against it." And then the house got together, and that's what you guys came up with. And I think most of the house is on this anthology, or at least the ones that talk on talk on a daily basis. 
was really it's the first anthology that my uh I run Looney. Um <laughs> you'll be here to that. <laughs> I have a lot of different things. <laughs> Okay. It's the first one I'm doing with Wild Dreams, and I'm actually really excited about it. So. And yeah, this will be my- I actually, I have a huge issue with bullying, because I was bullying mercilessly as a child. I was beat up day in, day out, punched, kicked, every day in middle school. And it went on to high school until I said enough my senior year. I got tired of being hit and kicked, and it was, just, it was bad. Yeah. And See, I was in a similar... It's hard to stand up and say no. It is. I was in a similar boat for middle school, and then by uh, junior high, going into high school, I was so afraid of people, I didn't talk at all. And then my senior junior year, actually... I went to a different school and really blossomed because it was a zero tolerance for bullying. We, Our class became one big family, which I'm th- so thankful for. This is why I jumped on the road to do this anthology with you because bullying should never, ever, ever happen. And yet we see this no, on a daily basis. Unfortunately, we're almost up with our time, so I appreciate you coming on the show. When you get the next book or books in print, let me know and we'll pull you back on the show. And for this episode of Author Talk, I'm signing out, and happy reading, Sandra, Sandra, thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having me, sweetie. You're welcome. All right.